Hey everyone, this is PJ, and today is Saturday of Holy Week. A Saturday, uh, you don't see a lot happening in the Gospels, other than uh, in Matthew 27, you do see, uh, in verse 62, it says, The next day, following Jesus' death, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate, and they and they asked him uh, to post soldiers at the tomb because... Uh, while Jesus was alive, he said, after three days I will rise. And their fear, part of their fear was the disciples would go and steal uh, Jesus' body and claim uh, that he has risen. And that's a very key fact, a very important historical fact that's consistent with uh, the, the customs during that time, how the officials operated and had, had uh, authority and control over uh, the crucified, the executed, the criminals, in other words. Because that sort of raises the question, uh, how did uh, the tomb become empty? Uh, the empty tomb is one of the key factors in, uh, historical factors in considering the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And uh, today there are people who still uh, raise this uh, theory that the disciples had stolen the body but of course, what they have to explain first is how. How did they get past the Roman soldiers? Uh, and why would they venture out there after, uh, in a very cowardly way, denying Jesus, going into hiding, never showing up, um, and suddenly conjure up the, the courage to go steal Jesus' body? So these are historical facts that you have to take into consideration, and we'll talk a little bit more about that um, at the Easter service tomorrow. But uh, here's something else that we can consider that's interesting. Um, this is uh, the day of Sabbath. It is the Sabbath day for uh, the Jewish disciples. But uh, on this day of rest, uh, ironically, you find them in total restlessness, uh, just in, in hiding, in, in, in uh, this dreadful fear of um, their own death and just... Uh, aimlessness about their future because uh, their leader, their teacher, and their Messiah uh, just died in a way that they did not foresee. Um, this is not the kind of uh, redemption or salvation that they foresaw. Even though Jesus had repeatedly said, I will be uh, put to death and on the third day rise again, they took all of that figuratively or symbolically uh, but they did not take that literally because they were expecting Jesus to be enthroned as this Davidic king uh, overthrowing uh, the, the rule of Caesar and all of that. Well, that was not the kingdom that Jesus was bringing about. Uh, he was putting to death, death itself. He was uh, conquering over sin and uh, the evil one, uh, crushing the, the head of the serpent. Um, while his uh, heels were bruised, just as God had prophesied in Genesis 3.15. But on this day of rest, they are finding uh, no rest at all. And this does go to um, how the author of Hebrews says, there remains a Sabbath rest, a true Sabbath rest for the people of God. And so let us therefore strive to enter that rest. That's what he says in Hebrews 4. How are we to enter into this rest? We have a great high priest, he says, who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. 
So let us hold fast to our confession about who He is. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. And so, uh, going back to the the Old Testament references to rest, uh, where God says, uh, As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Um, and today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Uh, and, and, and he says, if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. He hints at the fact that um, there is this true Sabbath rest that God was preparing for his people. And it didn't come until this great high priest in the person of Jesus arrived. And this, of course, is something Jesus said himself, in, uh, most clearly in Matthew chapter 12, where he says, I tell you, something greater than the temple is here. And if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. And so on this Sabbath day, um, with the death of the Lord of Sabbath, the disciples are uh, appropriately without rest, without a true Sabbath. And that true rest uh, they will receive tomorrow uh, when they ex encounter the, the risen Christ and the, the Lord of the Sabbath vindicated and bringing eternal rest, the eternal rest of God to all of God's people, uh, then we will see uh, the disciples entering into this true eternal rest brought to them by the Lord of the Sabbath. And that is partly why uh, in the early church you see not only the Jewish Christians observing Sabbath on Saturday, they are transitioning also gradually to celebrating the Lord's Day, the, the, the day of the Lord of the Sabbath, in other words, um, because that is the day when He rose again and gave His people an eternal rest. And so let's look forward to that today. Uh, let's uh, look forward to celebrating the risen Christ tomorrow and how He has invited us uh, to enter into uh, that eternal rest with God. And, and through that, we experience the, the fulfillment of uh, the promise made in Psalm 23. We shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We shall dwell in this eternal temple of God, eternal house of God, the kingdom of God uh, forever. So let's look forward to celebrating that uh, together as uh, the body of Christ.